book, Protecting Your Home from Spirit, Protecting Your Home from Spiritual Darkness. We're picking it up again, and we're going to actually be in chapter four, which is on page thirty-eight, and it's the chapter entitled Spiritual Discernment. Now, I was made aware that in some of the meetings this week that some things were being addressed and brought to light. Now, the church in 2019 is different than the church in 1950. <laughs> it's different than the church of 1999. The world we live in is different than it was 10 years ago, 20 years ago, and 30 years ago. And you, you, there's something that is being put into our languages, in the language of the, of the churches of the Lord Jesus Christ, and that is we cannot be a soft target for the enemy. Churches cannot be a soft target for the devil. We can't be a soft target. We cannot afford it. You can't be a soft target for your home. You cannot be a soft target individually anywhere and everywhere you walk. Psalm 91 is living and active. Psalm 23 is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. The promise of God that evil and things could happen around you, calamity and things, a thousand could fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand. That's literal. That could happen. But it shall not come near me. Which one? Who, who want to come near? The person that's in faith believing that they are walking in the divine protection of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Are we convinced that we are protected by the most high and the angels that he has assigned to our life? The angels bear us up in their hands lest we dash our foot against a stone. Amen. It doesn't eliminate that things can happen. You know, you can have possibly physical injury, but I'm talking about demonically oriented things. Sometimes in life stuff happens. Amen. Amen. And I got good news for you. The, the, the song that only the good die young is a lie. We are promised long life. Hallelujah. Now, Billy Joel was off on that one. And I'd love to send him a little email. Amen. He's still alive. So he must not consider himself good. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you glad we have the promise of long life? So we're going to go on to spiritual discernment. Let's pick it up. Now, the question is being posed here because in the beginning of chapter one, he mentioned a woman uh, that had her and her husband were pastors and they had a plot of ground. And every time they went on that ground to pray about what God wanted for that ground, even building styles, you know, God drops down anything and everything. He's a very cultural God. <laughs> he loves culture. He loves color. Amen. Amen. He loves diversity. The Lord does. But they, every time this couple, this pastoral couple walked on the ground, the woman said, the wife said, the hair on my arm would stand up. There was a presence, an evil presence on the property they had purchased and acquired. However, it came. But every time they walked on the property, the hair on her arm would stand up. An evil presence. And we're going to pick it up here because this is the point of reference he's going to, Chuck is. How do we know when we've prayed enough, she asked me. 
The woman and her husband sat across from me describing their situation in some detail. Here it goes. We're going to go into it. There was a piece of property that they owned. They regularly prayed over it, hoping to plant a church there someday. But they knew that something was wrong. Every time we set our foot on the property, the hair of my arms stands up, she explained. We've prayed and prayed. How do we know when we've prayed enough? Good question. It's very simple, I told her. Pray until the hair on your arm goes down. (laughs) You know, if an evil presence is affecting your body, like, (laughs) the hair's up. (laughs) You don't cower. It's It's a signal. It's an evidence. It's called discernment. There's a discerning that God's wanting to get over to us. Hallelujah. So on the next page, spiritual discernment is the grace to see into the unseen. Now, it may not be a literal seeing, a literal, but you're able to perceive. Seeing is perceiving the reality of something that's unseen around you. Amen. It is the gift of the spirit to perceive what is in the spirit, the unseen realm. Its purpose is to see into the nature of that which is veiled to the natural eye. This quote from Francis Frangipani is helpful in understanding what discernment is. It is something that we know by seeing with our spiritual eyes rather than our physical eyes. Gary Kinnaman defines it this way. There are three kinds of spirits, evil spirits, human spirits, and heavenly spirits, including angels and the spirit of God. The discerning of spirits is the ability to identify the kind of spirit that is the driving force behind a particular event, circumstance, or thought. That's good. If it is, if it is determined that the spirit is an evil one, the discerning of spirits operating with precision can also identify the specific kind of evil spirit. There are some in the body of Christ who have a gift of discernment. Those with a developed mature gift are able to discern what the spiritual atmosphere of a place or around a person is more often and with more accuracy than most Christians. But the, re- the ability to discern spirits is not limited to those with the gift. God can speak to any Christian through the Holy Spirit and give spiritual insight in, into any given situation. He can give it. I I often defer to this illustration. In Matthew 8, a leper, in that story, the beginning of Matthew chapter 8, there's a leper that's on the roadside, and Jesus is passing by. And Jesus asks the leper a question. He says, what would you have me do for you? And the leper says, I know you're able to heal me. But he wasn't sure that he was willing to. 
And before he could even get the word out, Jesus does something that is totally against Jewish custom and culture. I'm going to pick on you, Dennis. <laughs> he touches the leper, which was forbidden. Amen? And he said, I am willing. Be healed. Instantly. <laughs> New skin. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen? What kind of spirit? Well, Jesus, Jesus dealt with a disease, right? But it's interesting. Now, I, the point I'm making there is that God is saying God is good. But God, I'm going to say this. The Holy Spirit is able to show us anything. And I've got good news for all of us. He's willing to. But we have to develop going a little bit further. Thank you, Al. We need to go. Oh, Samurai pastor. We have to make the effort, church. Thank you. We understand each other. You personally have to make the effort to ask the Holy Spirit. It's not automatic. He is God Almighty. And Jesus said, you have not because you ask not. And that's only material things. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, seek ye first the kingdom of God. In Matthew 5 or 6, 6.33. Seek first the kingdom of God and all the things shall be added to you. It's not just that. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. See, I, I was reflecting on this just this, the other day, and I thought, our righteousness in and of ourselves, according to Isaiah, is of filthy rags, comparab comparatively. But the good news is that in Corinthians chapter 2, verse chapter 5, or Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, the word of God says this, that God made him who knew no sin to be sin on our stead, in our stead, that we might be made the righteousness of him. So whose righteousness are you standing in today? Jesus's. Say Jesus. Hallelujah. That's a good deal, isn't it? I call it the great exchange. He took my sin and gave me his righteousness. He took my poverty and gave me his riches. Amen. Hallelujah. He took my sickness and disease and gave me his health. Hallelujah. Glory to God. There's nothing in the Bible that ever uh, uh, even in, has any inclination that Jesus had a cold. He coughed. Now, it does say he wept. You know, he said he groaned like a horse. Yeah. So what's it saying? God can speak to any Christian through the Holy Spirit and give spiritual insight into any given situation. Spiritual discernment may seem like a complicated or difficult thing. 
But the fact is that discernment can be as simple as praying until the hair on your arms go down. <laughs> I'm not listen. I call it Holy Ghost radar. Every born again Christian comes it comes in the DNA. It's that the equipment is available. But the sensitivity of the equipment operating. There has to be a conscious connecting on purpose to the guidance of the Holy Ghost. There has to be a desire in us to be being led by him. Faith has to be active. Faith is active. Faith is now. If I believe that the Holy Spirit will reveal to me and give me the discernment necessary in this conversation, hey, as simple as in a conversation, Carol refers to this on occasion, but when Solomon, when the Lord came to Solomon in a dream and he was becoming king, the Lord in the dream asked Solomon a question. What would you have me give you? And at the time, history infers that he was about 17 years old. Imagine a 17-year-old becoming the king of Israel. That's a little bit of a weighty job. You think... Amen. Pastoring's tough. He's going to be king of all of Israel. You know, amen. Our jobs are tough. And this 17 year old in the dream, which was living and active, almost like whether in the body or out of the body, Solomon says, Lord, give me an understanding heart that I may know how to rule your people because I don't know where to start or finish. Give me an understanding heart. Give me wisdom on how to lead your people. Say, that's a good prayer. Amen. God was so delighted. Solomon, <laughs> dude, son, you, you just blessed me beyond report. I'm your God. And I knew you were going to say that, but I just need to hear you say it. Hallelujah. <laughs> because you asked for that. I'm going to give you everything a king could want. Hallelujah. And more. Lord, what's going on here? Holy Spirit, what's going on? Hey, it gets very personal. What's going on in my life? What kind of spiritual activity am I encountering? Do you ever sense your angel? Do you ever really sense the presence of the Holy Ghost at work? He's there. The Spirit of God's in you. So everywhere you go, he is. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. <laughs> I am so excited about his discerning. Remember, we gave you the illustration. Well, I'm not going to go there right now. We'll have plenty of illustrations. So let's go on. Praying until your, the hair on your arm goes down. It's a matter of learning how to use the discernment God gives. And he gives liberally to all. A lamp unto my feet. Page 40. 
How do we learn how to have spiritual discernment? Discernment comes through knowing God, saints. There are two main keys to knowing God. A, number one, God's word. You hear it here over and over and over, and I hope that every time you hear it, that you say, yes, I, I, I believe it and receive it. Rather than say, is that, you, I don't want to, are you, are you, really, again? You're telling us again how important the word is? You're telling us again we need to be in the word every day? Pastors, you don't know my schedule. Yeah, I do, if you're not in the word. Your schedule's chaos. Your schedule's full of potential anxiety and strife without the word and having some time personally. So have fun, guys. Go out tomorrow morning, hallelujah, in your own strength. Praise God. Y'all, I don't have time to get in the word. Well, experience the day without it. There's a good option. Amen. Hallelujah. I did it my way. Frank Sinatra today. Well, you're going to get everything that comes with doing it your own way. The Bible says this, and, you know, we're Christians, right? We Christian folk. The Bible says he'll, God will not strive with us. He's not going to force us to choose him ever. But he expects you and I as we grow that we realize the importance of, of that connection. That you and I would redeem time. I don't have time. That's a lie. God's allotted to every one of us a 24-hour time span on our understanding. Amen. And in the realm of time. He's given you authority. He's given you with the authority of Jesus himself in you. Hallelujah. The way Jesus walked on this planet is absolutely in the DNA that you and I can are born of now and can walk and grow into the absolute management of 24 hours a day. Hallelujah. Praise God. Making it fruitful. So, you want discernment? Are you willing to pay the price for it? Because Jesus paid the price for you to have it, but there's a price you and I have to pay to get it. And it's called managing time. I have to get, I have to get in the work. What kind of, do you have to eat food? Well, sometimes you feel that way. Sometimes getting, eating food gets old. But do you have to eat it? Or by nature, do you just, your, your body, the Bible says our bodies long for it. They need it. Our bodies need it for energy. Amen? Well, how do we manage spiritual things in our, in our life? You want victory? Listen, we're going to have challenges in 2019. Equal to or even some greater than 2018. Good news. Hallelujah. Guess what? Why is that good news? Because God's given us a heads up. Amen. He's a good God. He's calling the things that are not as though they are. Hallelujah. God's given you and I a clue. So we can either just go through this year and get our butt kicked. Or we can go through this year more mature in the spirit, 
giving ourselves to the word, eating that word. Praying in the Holy Ghost on purpose. Everybody in here should be praying in the spirit from your house to your job. Praying in the Holy Ghost and worshiping your king. Hallelujah. You get on that job, man. I can do my craft with excellence. Hallelujah. I want to be a blessing to my employer. Hallelujah. I want my employer to prosper and be in health as his or her soul prospers. Glory to God. I want to touch somebody. I want people to feel Jesus in me today. I want Jesus. I'm just going to push him out. Glory to God. Jesus, get out of here. Move on out. Move on out. Touch this one, Lord. The joy of the Lord. See, we, listen, you guys, we fill up, you know, and you walk into the room. You know, it's like a dimmer switch. You turn a light on a dimmer switch at its lowest lumens. There is there's illumination, but it's very faint. But as you turn that dimmer switch up, the room brightens up. You see things more clear. You get in that word. What are we going to talk about here? Look at the book. It comes from God's word and hearing by the spirit through prayer, especially praying in the Holy Ghost. They are both important factors to spiritual discernment. You want discernment? Give yourself to the word and prayer. I say give yourself to the word and prayer. You want discernment? Give yourself to the word and prayer. If you're not baptized in the Holy Spirit, we'll pray with you at the end of the service. The baptism of the Holy Spirit was absolutely, you read the book of Acts. First of all, hear it from the master himself. Oh, this, we're going to hear this again? Yep. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I don't ever for a moment want to forget the absolute importance of being baptized in the spirit of God. I don't want to forget about it on any. I don't want one day to pass without saying, Holy Spirit, thank you. Glory to Shekastadavasikitene. Thank you for the baptism, Jesus. Thank you, Master, that you said it is better for you that I go so he can come. John chapter 20, he breathed on them and they received the Holy Ghost. That's when they were born again. But then he said, now it's important, absolutely essential for anybody, any believer putting their faith and trust in Christ. You go now and wait for the promise of the father because you don't have the goods to do and live this life and walk the walk and talk the talk until you have received the promise of the father. My God, it was that important to Jesus. So the devil hates it. Glory to God. He hates it. And he fights against the people being baptized. He fights against you praying in tongues. Oh, I don't believe it's God. Well, you're a fool. Because the Bible says it is. Glory to God. When it comes to spit. Why is it so, so difficult to grasp? Every language, every culture on earth has a language to it. The kingdom of God has a language to it. Paul describes it and says, oh, it's the language of angels and men. My God. 
Hallelujah. Yes, hallelujah. Shakatarabashi ketedevene. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Paul preached it in Romans chapter 1. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because it, the gospel, the good news, is the power of God unto salvation. We're not called to get our butt kicked from day to day. We're called to kick butt. Well, you know, I would have to get up 15 minutes earlier. Change your attitude. attitude. I want to tell you something. Your precious sleep isn't that precious. And I got more news for you. Go to sleep 15 minutes earlier. Never thought of that. But the show doesn't go off till 11. DVR. Go to bed, wake up fresh, put the pot of coffee on. It's okay. God's not a, God doesn't care if you have coffee. He doesn't care if I do because he knows the brain. <laughs> Brush your teeth, wash your face, and open the book. I just, cha- I just challenge everybody in here with something that I developed in my life, and it's that you've heard me say before. Don't eat any physical food until you've eaten spiritual food. You watch that spiritual stuff start to kick in. I'm going to read the Bible because I can't eat my cereal until I eat it, until I read it. I've got to read the word until I eat. I'm not having eggs, bacon, nothing, mm-mm, no toast, no crumpets. Mm, my body wakes up and says, feed me, feed me, feed me. Shut up. Shut up. You'll eat. You'll eat when I tell you to eat, body. You'll have your snack when I tell you to. Body. Flesh. You know what, flesh, the only good thing you're here for is to get me from one point to another. So this body, this earth suit that had controlled me at one time before Christ with all its lusts, all its desires. Come on. You know, again, the devil's our enemy, but your flesh can be your greatest enemy to growing in Christ. Laziness, undiscipline, not, not liking rebuke, not liking correction. Stupid. Because the Bible says a wise man loves the reproofs of life. So if you don't like reproof, you're just disqualifying yourself from being wise, which equals fool. Wise, fool. Wise, fool. So who in here wants to be a fool? Let me see your hand. Ain't no arms going up. Glory to God. <laughs> Who wants to hear wants to be a wise man and woman? Hallelujah. Yes. Glory to God. <laughs> All right. Let's go back to the chat. Page 40. Psalm 119, 104 and 105. David penned this. Through your precepts, I get understanding. 
Therefore, I hate every false way. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Hallelujah. As we read and digest the word of God, we develop important spiritual principles within us. These principles help illuminate the path that God sets before us. They act, the principles act, as a lamp unto our feet because the principles are from the word itself. Let me say it this way. The word itself, but from the word himself. This is more than a book. It can be a book to you or it can be a personage to you. This book can be a book to you and I, or it can be a personage to you and I. I'm not trying to give you something weird here. He is the word made flesh. John said, we beheld his glory, glory as of the only begotten of the father, full of grace and truth. Jesus said, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that has proceeds, that proceeds from the mouth of God. One verse is not enough for you to get by. One chapter is not enough for you to get by this entire life frame. They have read the Bible in a year Bibles that help you and help us, help all of us. Amen. You're not disqualified from reading the Bible through a year because you're a minister. All the more you should be doing it. Amen. Feasting on the word just for edification, getting the good word of God in you. Hallelujah. Why? It's a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. It's getting darker outside my home. Hallelujah. And I want to say from around the boundaries of my property. I don't, I don't have to, I don't walk out of my door and head evil. I walk out of my door and I'm in the presence of God still on, on my property. Hallelujah. Why? Because I've, Carol and I have consecrated our property on our home to the Lord Jesus Christ and to the father. Hallelujah. There's angels around our property, but you can walk the property and it's good to walk your property and say, I plead the blood of Christ over my property line. I plead the blood of Jesus Christ over my property in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, thank you for the angels that are, are the surrounding and encamping around those who love you. Thank you that the angels are encamping around the property here that's consecrated and dedicated to your kingdom. You walk outside. Oh, glory to God. You take a step off your property and all of a sudden. Actually, you can begin to perceive it in the peace. But when you walk out in, into the, the world, we're not of it. We're not of it. Holy Ghost radar. Incoming. In the name of Jesus Christ. You know what? You're getting ready. You're ready for action. Amen. To walk in love, but to deal with anything dark if it's necessary. Oh, hallelujah. 
Read and say, read and digest. The word of God. Amen. These principles help illuminate the path that God sets before us. They act as a lamp to our feet. For instance, by knowing the word of God, we understand that we are not uh, to have any carven images of idols in our homes. That understanding helps us become sensitive to seeing graven images or carven images of idols all around us. Whether they're in our homes, in our places of work, or wherever we may be. This is Chuck speaking. I have developed a real aversion to any images of idols, false gods, or the demonic. Because I know how much God hates them. Say, God hates. False idols. False gods. That's the truth, right? So if God hates it, I hate it. We hate it. Amen? Just as Psalm 119 says, I gained understanding about such images through God's precepts, his word, which helped me become aware of these kinds of images all around me. My understanding also helped me set a rule about what I will not own, namely images of idols. God's word has become a lamp to my feet. From knowing God's word, I can look at objects within my home and see what does not line up with the Bible. This is part of the sermon. Are there things in your home still? Have you done a house cleaning? Have you taken what you've heard and put action to it? Or do you want to keep living? Listen, until you, uh, this is a good way to calibrate it. This is the thermostat. Peace. Is there peace? Peace, that divine peace of God, when you open your door and you walk into the dwelling and you just sense the peace of God. I'm telling you what, we had it for years and it, we lost it for a while. Not because we wanted it, because of situations, the satanic attacks against our kids. I'm just telling you the truth. We still warred for it. Yeah, we still, but things had to be dealt with. It wasn't all hats and horns and just, oh, well, the pastors, you know, they just walk in their house. And it's the peace of God. <laughs> oh, we walked in sometimes and it's like, <laughs> what the heck is going on in here? <laughs> Take the word. What's going on in here? Discerning. Discerning. Say discerning. See, if God can't get you, he's going to want to go after your kids. If he can't get your marriage, he's going to go for your kids or your grandkids. To what? To take you out of focus. Take your, take your mind. Consume you with anxiety. To try to put anxiety on you. Put fear on you. It's not our portion. Peace. Hallelujah. I'll tell you what, your home needs to be flooded with the peace of God. And if things are awry and you can't listen, and this isn't, this is just the truth. Sometimes you need more help. You have authority in your home. Everybody in here, in your dwelling, you have spiritual authority to take authority over anything dark in that house. 
The Bible says that we can grow weary. We're advised not to, but if you grow weary, amen, get help. Get a prayer partner of the same sex, a brother, sister in the Lord, and say, you know what, pray. Talk to your leaders. Maybe you need help. Maybe the house needs to be delivered. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, don't apologize. No, wait. I, go ahead. The Lord just dropped something down on me um, concerning that. Maybe you walk into your house and, and different things. Um, the Lord just spoke to me and said different cultures and different backgrounds. And um, America is a multicultural um, nation. But in a lot of different cultures, there's a um, they can put spiritual curses on your life, but you think it's, it was a spiritual blessing. But it was really a curse that is uh, manipulating everything in your and circumstances in your thing. And once you get born again, that thing then becomes really evil. For instance, I have um, somebody that I know in my life. And um, was born over in another country in Italy, then raised over, moved and raised in another country. But when she was young, a baby, she was very sick, took her to the nearest, uh, I don't know what they would call it, but we would call it a witch or witch doctor. Psychic. It was, no, not a psychic, but they would put a, um, a potion, mix a potion and, and uh, pronounce a a blessing, which is actually a curse on that person because it's all done. It's not done in the name of Jesus. It was done. And she was better from that point on. But I'll tell you something, resisting the word of God is incredible, incredible. See that curse, that witchcraft has to be broken. And so these things, and when we moved to New Jersey, I never heard of all the stuff that goes on in the Italian culture. I'm not Italian. Everybody thinks I am. But all the things that go on in Italian culture and the Maloics and all this stuff and all that, I'm telling you something. If that stuff has been in your life and it's been in your or, family, or those, things, those things need to be broken in Jesus' name. Yeah. And you need prayer to get those things broken off of you. So in different wow. cultures, and we saw that even in the um, African nations. Yeah. And a lot of uh, Christians are not really aware of it, but it's been passed on. And even those that have come from other nations now into this country, these they're bringing curses over here. Yeah. So very important for spiritual discernment. There's an instance in Scripture. That kind of like would you can connect with this a little bit to have a little more understanding. In the book of Acts, there was Paul and uh, whether it be Barnabas or Silas, they were preaching the good news. And a woman given to divination began to follow them. And she began to say, the witch began to say, these men are of God preaching the way of salvation. These men are of God preaching the way of salvation. Is there anything wrong with what she's saying? Anybody? No, there's nothing. Isn't it true what she's saying? But she's a witch. Saying exactly what the truth is. But the Bible says that Paul 
And I want to show you, it's even the, the Apostle Paul, Apostle of Faith, the Apostle Paul was irritated. He, they went about the business of God. They were preaching the gospel and doing the works of God. And this woman is speaking by a spirit. Wrong spirit saying the right thing. You with me? Smiling faces. Smiling faces. Sometimes they don't tell the truth. Not everything that glitters is gold. Amen? She's saying the, the right thing by the wrong spirit. And here, Paul, after many days, he's finally, at his, he's like, I'm done with this. And Lord, what is it? He turns and he commands, the, the Lord reveals the discerning of spirits, commands the demonic spirit to come out of the witch. And that spirit came out of her. And she was set free. But that isn't the end of the story. Because she brought her pimps, her spiritual pimps, much money by the gift of the demonic gift that she operated in. Come on. You want to preach the gospel? You want to do all the works of the Father? Are you ready to cast devils out of demonized people? We're supposed to be doing it. But guess what? Not everybody's going to get the tambourine out when you do it. I'm, you know? You know, the devil's not like, hey, have fun, clean up. Knock me out of the box. Kick me out of the territory. Kick me out of your home. Come on. Come on. I double dog dare you. Kick me out. You know, and if you tell me once in the Jesus' name, I'll leave. Maybe not. Depends on how big the root system is. Now, here's the neat thing about roots. Maybe there's stuff going on in your life, in your marriage, and in your family, or even through heritage. And those roots are going to go down deep. And the demonic foothold is very strong. And it's not just responding the first time you cast it. How about the disciples? Lord, we commanded the devil to come out, and it didn't come out. Hey, come on, come on. Anybody preaching? In here? What kind of spirit were they dealing with? Did they discern? No, they were sincere. Say sincere. They were sincerely going out to do the works of Jesus, right? Jesus sent them out by twos. He sent the 70 out. Come on, amen, to cast out demons, lay hands on the sick, heal the lepers, cleanse the lepers, amen, raise the dead. They were doing that on credit. They weren't even born again. You ever think about that? They're not even born again, casting demons out and everything else. Why? Because the word gave them authority to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> And then they've had these experiences, and he says, now you got to wait for the promise of the Father. But he said, he gave us a tip in John 16. He said, the Spirit is with you, but he will be in you. Glory to God. He's not just going to visit you. You're going to carry him. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost is going everywhere. Ray Shannon goes. The Holy Spirit goes wherever Ray goes. 
Hallelujah. It don't get no better than that, saints. Everywhere you go, the Holy Ghost is going. Hallelujah. Amen. He doesn't stay in your home. He don't stay in your bed. He's inside of you. Glory to God. When you're on your bed, he's there. When you're on TV, he's there. When you're on the internet, he's there. Hallelujah. Praise God. I like this sober place. Where are we at? Man, where's time go? Let's redeem. Are we redeeming time? Well, how much longer would you guys like to go today? A couple more minutes. Is that okay? Is this helping anybody? Write this verse down, please. In the book, you can write it or your notes. Proverbs twenty twenty seven. We actually talked about this last week or the week before, but the spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord. The spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord, searching all the inner depths of his heart. That's where the Holy Spirit lives, in your spirit. Amen? So he's ever-present in us, and he is willing to guide us. and able, He's able to guide us and willing to guide us, but we have to be conscious of his leading. We have to be conscious of his leading, guys. That means that there's a faith, there's a, a reaching on the inside for the fellowship with him, the, the communique, the guidance. You know, even the garment. I look at garments and I get amazed. Technology reflects a lot about God, depending on how you look at it. Turn right in 500 feet. <laughs> you know, <laughs> some of the advertisements were pretty funny. Turn right, and the guy turns right and goes through a crashes into a store. <laughs> In 50 feet. He didn't give it a chance to finish. <laughs> you want to know what God's like? GPS. Supply. <laughs> we got it in the natural that only is a type and shadow of how big our God is. How he looks and knows every part about us. How God's looking down the corridor of time and he sees 2019. You and I don't see it. We see January 20th, 2019. We make plans. Amen. Some of us are thinking, oh, God, more challenges. Lord, what about McDonald's or Burger King? You deserve a break today. When do I get my break? You get it through the word and the spirit. That's where the break is. That's where anxiety is put aside and fear. And the peace of God, the shalom, let the peace of God guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. How do you know that, Pastor? Philippians 4, 6. It is written. 
be anxious for nothing. Did you ever try that, Jesus? Yeah. I had plenty of chances. The Lord Jesus Christ had plenty of opportunities to be anxious. It was knocking on his door. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything through prayer and thanksgiving. Prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Say prayer. Prayer. Supplication. With thanksgiving. Make your requests known unto him. Make your request. Yeah, go ahead. And the next verse. And the peace of. Does anybody need that today? Does anybody need this? How many want the peace of God 24-7? It's available. The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus or through the word. Let's say it this way. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds through the anointed one and his anointing. It's available for everybody. Is it worth changing our lives and making adjustments in our thinking and our lifestyle to have greater peace? The world can be going to hell in a handbasket. You and I, we don't have to go with it. We're not of it. Hallelujah. We have a promise. Say discernment. Lord, we thank you for the download and for the revelation of discernment for us. We're almost done. In that page, on that page, we get to we get to three pages in this goofy thing. We could do this for a year. The voice of God. There are certain things we must discern. However, there that are not as apparent as the image of an idol. These are spiritual issues. They must be spiritually discerned. We must hear from God in order to know what is going on. And the key to hearing God is prayer two way communication. In which you speak to him and he speaks to you. You speak to him, and he speaks to you. You know, in this subject, spiritual house cleaning, uh, Carol mentioned how we're literally, painstakingly for me, as much I, I love order, but we're, we're applying this in our natural home. We're getting rid of the clutter. We're getting rid of the clutter. Hallelujah. We're getting rid of the natural clutter. Because like Carol said, when she gets into a room or a place where there's a lot of disorder and disarray, it just in the sp- it's like a spiritual condition. It's the result of a spiritual condition. It really is. Something's got to change. There's, divine order has to come in. And what's 2019? 20 is expectancy and 19 is divine order and judgment. You and I are kings and priests unto God, according to Revelation chapter 1. 
We didn't earn it, but it came with the DNA. The authority to rule and reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. Romans 5.17. Say responsibility. You and I are responsible. You know, in Christianity, we grow up, if you grow up in a denomination, Christianity was just fill the pew, pay your tithe, and go home. Hear a good message and, you know, try to apply it in your life. And that. But no, in the kingdom, in the kingdom, you are born again of an incorruptible seed. And the DNA that Jesus was born of, you and I are now born of. So what in the world is going on between our lifestyle and the lifestyle of the Lamb? The difference between Jesus and you and I is the willingness to feast on the word, to, to activate the word of God, to put faith in it, to pray in the Holy Ghost and allow God through the process of regeneration to cause you and I to walk in a greater faith and greater victory. It, there ain't no cape. And God is not a slot machine or a vending machine where you can just pull it out. Well, I just, you know, don't happen that way. He plants seed. He has developed everything. He said there is seed time and harvest. This is the way he's created everything. Seed time and I say seed time and harvest. You have to plant seed. First of all, you have, and you have to receive seed to plant it. <laughs> well, that's good. That's a, message. that's a message in itself. You need to receive seed, acquire seed, enabled, to be enabled to plant it. That's why hearing the word of God is so vital to you. Well, I can read it on my own. Well, guess what? God's got a better plan than you. He wants you to eat. But he's got a corporate because he don't think individual. He thinks mishpoka. He thinks family. I need every member of my house to cooperate with me. That's what the God's saying. 2019. I just read it. A friend of ours and pastors out in uh, uh, Kansas. And he just posted something. He said, and he posted a word the Lord just gave him this past Sunday. There are going to be challenges this year. And, 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 and Yeah, Dan Nicholson prophesying. Boom, boom, boom. And God's given him that, that, you know, for that service. And, and I looked at it and I thought, man, the glory to God. There's more confirmation. Hallelujah. And some people are saying, the Bible says, be careful when the prophets say, peace, peace. Peace. Oh, church, it's just going to be lovely this year. No, I say lock and load. You are a beautiful bride, but if you look in your spiritual eyes at your shoes, you got combat boots on. We are both bride and army. And we're going to get it sharpened up this year. We all going to get betterer if you want to. Nobody can force you to be a betterer, betterer Christian. Real quick, and we'll end. Hearing the voice of God is not as difficult as some might think. I have found that many of God's people hear him, but they have not perceived it as his voice. To perceive means to take hold of, to feel, comprehend, to grasp mentally, recognize, observe, or become aware of something. We must learn how to perceive God's voice and the prompting. Of the Holy Spirit. 
It's available. Say it's available. Say God is willing and God is able. Actually, reverse order. He's able and we and he's willing. Jesus said the Father delights to give you the kingdom. God may speak to us through spiritual dreams, unusual, vivid, and detailed dreams. That stick in our spirit. He can speak through visions, visitations, a prophetic word, a conversation with a friend that brings revelation. A message we've heard or a feeling like the woman whose hair stood up on her arms. That was God speaking. That's the spirit of God revealing something. I've been there. I've been in a situation where I felt like, and I had some hair then on top. Every hair in my body was standing at attention. The evil presence was so real and vivid. No lie. No exaggeration. Every hair on my body stood up. My spirit man was in tune with the, with God in the situation. My soul, will, intellect, and emotion was like, oh, boy. <laughs> it was a very serious and, in a sense, fearful type of situation because my life was at risk. But the Lord led me right through that thing. He led me right through that thing. Every hair of my body stood up. But my flesh wasn't in control. My spirit man was, and I just kept going in faith and walking out this whole situation. And I was delivered from a satanic attack to kill me and use my blood for a communion service satanically. No joke, real deal. When did the hair go down? No, the hair went down just real quick. The... The first Satanist that was assigned to take my life. The spirit of God moved in such a way that he couldn't carry it out. And we ended up going outside his apartment onto like a little porch. While I'm talking to him, I was drawn this way and I looked up this way and I could see the silhouette of another man and a child coming down. And the Lord said, the Holy Ghost say, Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost said, it's another one. He failed. He's come to help him finish it. I'm like. <laughs> That's funny now. I was. We had prayer. Ba- yeah, I had, I had prayer back up. Serious prayer back up. Now, this is real. I'm looking at this guy coming down. And if you could think of anybody that looked like a demonic troll. This dude looked like it. There's rank and file in the spirit realm, in God's kingdom and in the devil's realm. As this man approached, the child looked like it was, it was living, but it looked like a droid. The poor child. The child was put between two cars looking away. And then the first guy looked at this man and walked over to him and kissed his kissed his hand. They begin to chant. And they separated like like to rush 
me. And I'm I, now I'm looking at this happen down now. He gave me the tip. He said they the first one failed. He's come to finish the job. I have my Bible under my arm. And, I'm like, and I just said this. I said, Lord, David killed a lion and a bear. I'm willing, if, if this is the way it's going down, I'll go, I'm going to fight, and I'm going to kick, bite, scratch, whatever it takes. I'm going to slap, I'm going to do everything in my ability to win this. And they were chanting in a satanic language. But I, we've got the, the Holy Ghost said this. He said, you have the real thing. Now, they're, they're arming up. They're ready to take action. And, and, and I don't mean this exaggerated in any way, shape, or form. I didn't know what else to do but act bad. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm serious. I'm like, and I'm sizing them up, and I'm waiting for the rush. There ain't no time to play here. My life and my bacon's at stake here. Amen? I have a family, and we have a church. And I just kind of like took a step forward and towards their direction, like, you know, like David. I, mean, I didn't run to him, but I, <laughs> a little different. But, <laughs> they're chanting back and forth, and they say, hear it, hear it. Uh, and I just felt like, man, whatever they're hearing. Yeah, whatever it was, I was just praying in tongues. Bam! He, the gift of faith came on. It did. It really was. It was Holy Ghost boldness. No. Man, there's times you fill that house with, with the language of the Holy Ghost that comes from heaven. You are releasing the blessings of God, the wisdom of God. Things can be taken care of ahead of time. When you pray in the Holy Ghost and you release those things. But I'm telling you, if you're ashamed of the language that God has given you, shame on you. You're grieving the Holy Ghost. And when boldness comes, you go with it, man. Well, I did. And, and the, so as I prayed in the spirit, the second one that came, let's call him Sergeant Satanist. He looks at the first one and says this. We can't touch him. It's like he's in a box. When he said that, that's when the peace of God that surpasses all understanding guards your heart and mind. I felt like the Lord, it was just like a download. The Lord has delivered the enemy in my hands. And I went right up in number two's face. I said, Jesus Christ loves you. And man, I was like, you're mine. Say, you're mine. It was the anointing. The power of God came on. And I'll tell you what. Within seconds, this guy, I was right in his face. Number two, that looked like a troll. I said, Jesus Christ loves you, man. He said, uh, well, he began to just blaspheme him. He began to blaspheme him. And I said, look in my eyes. And he said, oh, no, he, said, he, said <laughs> he said, this. He said, look in my eyes. Now, listen, I'm like this in his face. And he says, look in my eyes. I said, where are they? In the back of your head? In the name of Jesus Christ, I bind you, devil. And, sir, he, you need Christ. With that, he grabs his kid. 
he, they go. The number one guy that had stabbed himself and tried to kill his family, he goes in the apartment, and I'm in a whirlwind. I said, Lord, chapter one, done. Got in my car and drove home. You and I have the real thing. He will deliver you and I from evil. Tongues opens up that sensitivity. Glory to God for him to direct you. <laughs> Glory to God. I love that story. I love I am grateful for that experience, but I wouldn't want, you know. Once, you know, once wasn't enough. Round two came up with that whole critter again. And God delivered us again. But you know what was interesting through it? And I'm I'm boasting in him. That love was the motive. Love wanted him delivered. Yeah, love wanted his family set free. So, praise God. I don't know what else to say. Please stand. We're going to stop there. What a service. I wish we can hope we can get the, the word of a, the song of the Lord and the, the prophetic things that were spoken. Man, we have to get that available to the church. Again, if you have never spoken other tongues and you want to sp- you want to be baptized in the Holy Ghost, please come up as we after we conclude. And whether we're able to do that at the moment, but we need to know who needs it. Because the baptism of the Spirit of God is absolutely essential to our success here. Just a minute, Bray. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for your presence. Come on, guys, help me out. We thank you collectively for your love, grace, mercy, and for the empowerment of the light of the Word of God and the anointing of the Holy Ghost. We cherish you, Holy Spirit. We cherish you, Jesus. Thank you for your word. And Lord, thank you for the, the disciplines that you're going to grow in us and, and expand in us to be greater lights, greater influencers in our spheres of influence for your glory and praise. God, there's a word world around us that's going to hell. We want to we want to get involved We want to speak and share Christ with them. Help us, Holy Spirit, walk in that kind of sensitivity to share your love with those who are bound. To see Isaiah 61, as fruitful as it was in you, Jesus, in your tenure on the earth, from the time you took office in ministry for three, three and a half years, that we have many years here, should you tarry to share the love of the Father with others. Give us the courage to do so. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. If you need healing your body, please come on up and we'll pray for you. But wow. Yeah, bud. You have a question? Who are you voting for, Ray? Who am I voting for? God. Only God? Only God, but No, who in football? Who in football? Oh, jeez. <laughs> I always vote for the Saints, bud. The Saints? Yeah. <laughs>
Guess who I'm voting for? The Rams. Atta boy.